Franz Wagner struggles for the first time at Eurobasket. We break down his game, plus answer your questions in the first half of our Twitter spaces here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Orlando Magic Daily Twitter Spaces. Here it is, Tuesday, September 6, 2022, if you're watching on the podcast on YouTube. Um, it'll probably still be September 6th. I'm going to post this immediately after we're done. Um, but it, this will be the September 7th episode of Locked on Magic. My name is Philip Rosmerich. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, as well as the host of Locked on Magic. Coming to you here on a beautiful and a little rainy Tuesday afternoon uh, in the city, beautiful on the eve of Orlando City's big game against uh, the Sacramento Republic FC for the U.S. Open Cup. That's a shameless plug. Um, and we're here to talk Orlando Magic basketball. I, I want to open this space up to you guys um, to ask Magic questions and, and, and get into things. I already have a speaker request. I see you, Travis. I'm going to get to you here in just a moment. But I, w- I do want to hit the big news of the day for the Orlando Magic. or The big news uh, and one of the things that I was trying to uh, tail this off of um, and, and the reason why the Twitter space name is named Franz Wagner is King of Eurobasket, um, that, that, that is definitely not the case after his game today. Um, it was a rough game for Franz Wagner and, and Germany today. Um, an 88 to nothing, or it's not 88 nothing, 88, that'd be really bad. Um, 88 to 80 lost Slovenia. The defending champs, Luka Doncic, had a Luka Doncic game. And really, what we saw in that, in this game and what we saw, uh, to me, was just kind of the stark difference between a player like Luka Doncic and, to some extent, a player like Franz Wagner. Um, look, it, it is a bad idea. Um, it is a, a mistake to compare Franz Wagner and Luka Doncic at this point. Um, at this point, uh, Luka Doncic is an MVP front runner. Um, I, I would probably... I don't think I'd pick him to win MVP this year because I think Dallas is going to take a little bit of a step back. Sorry, Nick. Um, but... I, 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 Luka Doncic is an MVP caliber player, and he showed it today. He dominated the ball. He took all the shot. He took all the shots. He carried his team to a win that they needed to have. Slovenia needed this win to avoid having to play France to get into the round of 16. This was a must-win game for Slovenia, and Luka Doncic certainly played like it after their loss. Um, loss the other day, I believe, to to Lithuania. Um, Franz, Franz Wagner is not that player. And in fact, I think that's one of the big criticisms. And I think one of the things we wanted to see him improve on and something that maybe he can still improve on, but Franz Wagner is not a dominant on-the-ball guy. And, and I think that was what was proven out in today's game. Franz Wagner finished with just, I think, with eight, seven or eight points. He was two for seven from from the floor. He just, uh, it was eight points, sorry, uh, made two threes and two free throws. Um, he just really struggled to get himself going. He just really struggled, honestly, to get himself involved. Um, and I gotta get, you got to give credit to Sylvania's defense. It was not necessarily that they did anything to keep the ball from Franz. Um, it was they did a good job keeping Dennis Schroeder and the other part of, uh, and the other uh, cohort of Germany's guards out of the paint and, and unable to kick it back out to Franz where he can feast on those open threes, where he can feast on closeouts, where he can kind of work those secondary pick and rolls. That's, that's what... Um, that's where Franz gets a healthy healthy uh, bit of his diet and, and a good chunk of what makes him so good. Um, so I, you know I think that I think that what we saw here 
is a little bit of Franz's limitations, um, a little bit of of you know where he still has to grow, and we all know this. We know he has to be a little bit more assertive. He has to be willing to look for a shot a little bit more, and I think he is. Uh, you know, honestly, I think what we've seen from him in Eurobasket so far is that he has an added confidence. You know, he took two bad shots uh, early on in the game, um, and it just feels big because he got so few shots. He only got seven shots in the game. He was two for seven for the game. Um, those shots feel big because he wasn't getting a lot of opportunities, and certainly we're more focused on him than maybe Germany is. But certainly Germany, I think, has to do a better job getting him involved, and 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 if. If, you know, Franz is going to become a better player, if Germany is going to advance, they need to make sure Franz is involved. I would expect against Hungary to, on Wednesday, tomorrow, uh, that they're going to give Franz a healthy healthy diet of shots. They're going to make sure they, they keep him involved. Um, and they find a way to kind of break down the defense. You know, again, give Slovenia all the credit in the world. They, they're switching defense. They're trapping defense. did a good job preventing Germany from getting into the paint. Schroeder had a real tough time getting in the paint. Um, they were forced on the perimeter. They took a lot of bad shots, and Germany was climbing uphill the entire way and just could not get Franz involved in the way that that Germany has to in order to succeed. Um, again, I, I think that we know these are weaknesses for Franz, that he, that he sometimes struggles to get himself involved, that he sometimes struggles uh, to, to, stay, to, to, to be assertive as a scorer. That's not his instinct. I think his instinct is to do what's best for the team, play his role and getting him to play beyond that I think is going to be a big a big struggle but at the same time you know Orlando's got a lot of guys that need the ball and and and, and if the offense is working the ball will find find Franz and, and like and that's a big thing that I say is Franz Wagner is the kind of player that when the offense is working the ball finds him um and, and that's that's I think a really big thing too the offense wasn't working in this game and so the ball did not find Franz and Germany, for whatever reason, some of it might be he's young, he's a rookie on this team, whatever it is, um, Germany could not get him the ball uh, in, in, in an effective way. So, you know, I think that I think that uh, that is uh, something to keep an eye out for sure. That is something that uh, I think that, 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 that is something that Franz has to develop, but, you know, it's, it's a little bit tactics too. I will say, though, this was not all bad for Franz Wagner. It wasn't a good game by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not sitting here saying that. But Franz Wagner, to me, what I've been most excited about watching Franz is not just the added confidence on offense from him. He looks much better defensively. And that's saying something because he was already pretty good defensively. Franz had the best defensive possessions of the game on Luka Doncic. Um, you know, Doncic had 33 points. You know, he dominated this game. He won this game. He carried his team to a victory. And, and that's what a true superstar does, which... You know, I think we could all agree Franz Wagner probably isn't that. But when Germany put Franz Wagner on Luka Doncic and Franz was able to, was able to stay with Luka and, and not get switched off of him, Germany was switching pretty much every screen to try and try and trap him and try and guard him, Franz played really, really well. He had a block on Luka early on, forced to travel early on. He uh, was able to strip Luka on, on one occasion. And, and, and as good as the offense is and as exciting as everyone is, uh, about the offense from Franz Wagner, his defense during this run on Eurobasket, his defense has been really good, uh, and 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 it's really you know his 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 anticipation, his patience on defense has been really good. Again, I I, I I've watched I, I said this earlier earlier on in the week. I've watched a lot of FIBA Fournier. I've watched a lot of Evan Fournier in these in these kinds of tournaments. I have not seen Evan Fournier play a game as poorly as he did against Germany outside of playing the United States as he did in that opener uh, against Germany uh, um, 
last weekend. Um, and and Fra- you know, Franz wasn't the only guy defending him, but Franz had a big role in that. And and, and you know, I I, I I joked during during the game on, on Twitter that it it was kind of coaching malpractice not to have Franz Wagner on. Luka Doncic more throughout this game. I thought they were trying to save it for the fourth quarter when it was close. Franz picked up some, some two really bad fouls, in my opinion. Uh, two kind of like cheap fouls, uh, and that got him into foul trouble. That put him at four fouls, and it would have been tough to play him uh, on on Luka at, at that point. So uh, certainly, I, I, think that, I think that we've seen some really good things from Franz. And even in this game, even in a game where he's really struggled— I think we saw some really good things from from him, and I think he will. He will. I think he's going to continue to get better. And honestly, I think this will be probably his worst game of EuroBasket. And and again, if this is his worst game of EuroBasket, that's probably a really good thing overall. There's 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 a lot of reasons to be excited about uh, about Franz Wagner. And even after a game like this, you could find you could find something to be excited about. The confidence is there. He's still just 21 years old, guys. So we shouldn't expect perfection. There was a little bit of a te- extra attention put on him. I think they did a good job denying him the ball, kind of pushing him off his spot on cuts, and that further gummed up Germany's offense. But Germany, I think, really struggled uh, to get to get itself going. And, and again, Franz is the kind of guy that when the offense works, the ball finds him. That's 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 a that's a big thing for him. Um, the offense really struggled to work in, in this one. Um, that's kind of my recap of today's game. Again, Germany falls to Slovenia, 88 to 80. Germany had already clinched their spot in the round of 16. They are moving on to this weekend's knockout knockout round. Who they play, where they play, uh, what their seeding ultimately is, that's going to get determined with their game against Hungary. Hungary, uh, the land of my grandparents, um, although I don't think they'd particularly be proud of that. Um, we can dive into that history a little bit later on, but uh, not today, though. Um, but... Uh, but uh, Hungary's probably the worst team in Group B, the quote-unquote group of death. The fact that Germany is sitting here uh, at, what, 3-1, and one, um, you know, it, 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 through four games of this group, that's a really strong showing from a team that I think was expected to get out of this of the knockout stage, uh, was expected to get out of group play, but not do much more than that. Like, like I said, I think Germany's goal is to get to the quarterfinals, win a knockout game. They, they I think, honestly, they've accomplished a lot of their goals and what they want to see developmentally. They know they have a future stud in Franz Wagner. They have some really nice young shooters. Mo Wagner is kind of is sitting on the bench, you know, with the injury. I think they, I think they, they think he'll be a big part of the puzzle. Um, you know, as they begin to transition away from De- maybe Dennis Schroeder, the question will be: Can Franz Wagner take over a, a bigger role? And you know, when we get to the Olympics in two years, when we get to EuroBasket again in four years, I would expect to see Franz Wagner kind of flipped the script on everything that we've been talking about today and why he struggled so much in this game and what we want to see from him, I think he will be a much more confident and better creator and scorer uh, during these next tournaments. But, you know, again, essentially he is a rookie right now. He's the rookie of this group. Take a quick break from conversation on the Twitter space to tell you a little bit about Built Bar. Uh, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're really depriving yourself of one of the great joys and one of the great, truly great protein snacks you will ever have. That's right, Built has done it again. They've created the delicious, indulgent cookie dough Built Bar Puff. That's the cookie dough chunk puff flavor. Have a light and chewy texture. They're real cookie dough chunks right on top. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without any of the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. 
Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run, do not walk, run to built.com to stack a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat or you can find a really good hiding place to just keep it for yourself. Like all built bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 1% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty too. Chocolate covered cookie dough with a light fluffy texture. They're so good. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough, cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar today. Go to built.com, use promo code locked on 15. That's a new promo code locked on 15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code locked on 15. So that'll, that, that does it for my recap of today's EuroBask game. Uh, it's it's time to turn it over to you guys. This is a Twitter space. Um, you know, I want to kind of take your questions and, and hear from you guys what you think about Franz at EuroBasket, what, what you're seeing from him, what you're most excited about for the upcoming season, um, and, and plenty more. You can ask me questions about going through the, the practice facility, for crying out loud. It was, it was, pretty, it was pretty incredible. Um, I know we had a, uh, a person who uh, wanted to ask a question earlier. Sorry, I didn't get to you if you're still in here. Uh, go ahead and pop back in, and, and we'll grab you. So um, if you want to uh, make a speaker request, if you want to jump in with a question, uh, feel free to do so. Um, this, is, this is your time. This is your space, uh, and I want to I want to I want to I want to hear from you guys and and hear what you have to say. So, uh, with that, I will turn the floor over to you guys. If anyone has any questions, any any thoughts about the magic that they want to share, uh, now is the time to to jump on and, and share them. And, and I'm here to answer any and all questions. I'll hang out here for you know for for you know about another 30, 40 minutes or so. If if, if you guys if you guys if you guys are however long you want, you know I'm, I'm good I'm good with whatever. So. If you have a question, if you have a magic question, um, feel free feel free to jump on. Um, I, I may I may uh, platoon you here, Matt, here Richard, um, to, to to talk a little bit uh, talk a little bit about us to to to, to fill to fill the gap to fill the gap. Um, let's hear uh, from Harry here. Harry, how's it going, man? Oh, hold on, you got to connect first. But um, Harry, how's it going, man? Hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. I'm crew from the UK. Magic, big big magic fan. Oh, awesome, awesome. And my simple question is, what is the expectation for this season? I've seen, you know, make the planes, make the playoffs. Where, where are we? Yeah, you know, I, I am, you know, I, I will fudge this a little bit. Um, and I see, Jay, I'll get to you here in just a second. But um, I will fudge this a little bit. I, I don't think there is a win total expectation. And I don't think, you know, yes, making the play in tournament would be great. If you make the play in tournament, I think you hit a lot of the expectations and a lot of things we want to see. Um, I still think this is still a very beginning stage of a rebuild. And while we have a really nice piece in Paolo Bancaro, he is a rookie. Uh, and, and rookies are going to make mistakes. I mean, you know, the kind of game that Franz Wagner had today in Eurobasket is the kind of game a rookie has, where they have one really good game and then they kind of take a step back and, and they have to kind of re- reconfigure themselves in, in this atmosphere and with the attention that they're getting. Yep. I think that the Magic's goal this year is to be more competitive and to just, you know, begin to take steps forward. Um, I, I don't think that necessarily means a win total. I think that, you know, if the team's fully healthy, 
being on pace or on track to get to 30 wins to the low 30s, that would be a heck of a season. That would be a really strong season. That would be a pretty good step forward. Um, but really, I think what we want to know coming out of this season or, or what the Magic want to see coming out of the season is to have a better understanding of what this team looks like when it's ready to compete. You know, I think I said last year that the goal uh, was to have kind of the outlines of what this team would look like. This season, I, this season, I think the Magic need to exit this season knowing, okay, Paolo Bancaro is our number one guy. Paolo Bancaro is our star. We can build around him. Um, Wendell Carter is a really nice piece. You know, Jalen Suggs, where does he fit in? It's it's having, you know, I often kind of use the puzzle the puzzle box as, as, as my metaphor for all this. The goal at the end of the season is to know what the picture on the puzzle box looks like. So you can start assembling the pieces and and filling in those corners and filling in the insides a little bit. I mean, last year, I think we just had a bunch of blank puzzle pieces, um, but no picture on the box. This year, it's about figuring out what the picture on the box looks like and then beginning to get the pieces to make that picture, uh, if, if that makes sense, if that metaphor is not too labored. Yeah, I think I get where you're coming from. Would you say this is almost... I hate to use the word, but tank season, but um, if, if you understand what I mean by that. Yeah, like, yeah. Where... I, I Look, if, if, the Magic, if the Magic have the worst record in the league uh, and they are out of the, you know, completely out of the playoff picture by January or not trying to win actively in January, February, um, okay. I would say this season's a failure. Like, the Magic should not, you know, the Magic have had two tank drafts, essentially. They should not be an actively tanking team. At least not until like really late in the season, or if injuries really kind of bog them down. They've got enough young guys where it, it, they may lose a lot of games because they're young, and, and that's fine. Um, but they have they need to be at a point where their young guys are trying to win, where their young guys are learning good habits. And, and you don't learn good habits if you're sitting players or if you're playing a lot of G League guys. You know they need to see what they have, and and if they lose because. You know, Paolo Bancaro's a rookie and shoots 38%. You know, Kevin Durant, remember, shot like 32% his first year in the league. And Paolo Bancaro's taking 20 shots a game and missing a ton, but he's getting those reps, and, and, and there's clear signs that, like, okay, this these reps will be worth it. Fine, so be it. That's that's not that's that's what we want to see this year. Um, so those kinds of mistakes are fine. And I, I'm not I'm not like I, I I do think this team's gonna lose a lot. It's still gonna lose a lot this year, but they'll they'll be better. They'll they'll take they'll take steps forward. Um if they're like at the end of the season playing completely for lottery for lottery balls or, or they're playing for lottery balls before we get to that last kind of two weeks of the season that are always kind of wonky, um, then they've done something wrong. Like again, the goal, you know, no one's going to turn down a high draft pick. There, there will become a point, especially this season with this draft and, and Richard Stamen's here on the, on the, on the, in the Twitter space, maybe he could tell us, he could hype us up a little bit on this draft. The, the top of this draft, there's going to be a siren call to to pack pack the bags. But the Magic are going to lose, the Magic are probably going to lose plenty without that. Um, yeah, be cautious with injuries later in the season, but overall, like, they should be trying to win games. And, and, and they may fall short in that attempt, but that's going to be valuable experience for these guys. So I, I don't think this is a straight tanking season. This is just a season where there's going to be a lot of youth and Consistency is an issue with young players, and that's that's just that's just what you expect to see. I agree, but then I look at um, things like um, for the first game, uh, Detroit are favorites to beat us. You know, they are favorites, and I don't think that's very fair. But that's how it is right now. Yeah, I mean, some like I, I think the last I saw, and I don't have, I don't know if Bet on our, our pals at BetOnline.ag have have po- have posted that, and I'll get to you here in a sec, Jay. I, I, I apologize, I apologize for making you wait wait here. 
Um, the last I saw was Detroit was minus three. Three points is usually the standard for home for home teams. So you know, I, I kind of view that as a toss up. Um, you know, I, I mentioned this to some friends who were talking about the season and talking about what to expect. Um, not more of the action network. You know, I, I, I he's a basketball he's a basketball commentator that I that I really respect. He would always say that like the first two to three weeks of the season and the last two to three weeks of the season, just throw those out. They don't really tell you anything. The first weeks of the season, everyone's trying to figure themselves out. You know, they're everyone. It's a new season. Everyone's feeling great. Um, you know, you get some weird results. The last two to three weeks of the season, half the teams are trying to tank. You know, other teams are are playing games with seeding. You don't really know what's going on those last weeks of the season. So. For gambling advice, the first weeks of the season aren't the best for betting. <laughs> I, I would put it that way. All right. Thank you. That's a solid go for now. No problem. Th- thank you very much uh, for, for hopping on. Uh, let's, let's hear from Jay now. Uh, when he connects, um, hold on a sec. Jay, are you there, my man? Hey, I think I'm here now. Yeah, there you are. There you are. All right, there I am. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? I'm Jay. I'm from Holland, and I've been a Magic fan for a long ass twenty years now. <laughs> we appreciate uh, that. I've got I've got two quick questions. The first one is maybe give us a projected stat line of Paolo for the upcoming year. And uh, a quick follow-up question behind that is um, how do you feel about the whole Torch situation? You know, should we maybe trade him or should we, you know, like, like restructure his contract or whatever? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll start with Paolo here. Um, you know, I, I think it's... It's really hard to say what Paolo's going to do because I, I think some of it is we don't quite know yet how the Magic plan to use him. Um, that's kind of the first place to start is what are the, what are the ma- where do the Magic want to put him in? And, you know, I think we saw some some hints of that in Summer League, but, but obviously Summer League is Summer League. It's its own little thing. Um, I, I think we will see them play him kind of as a point forward a little bit at the top of the key. They'll set him up in that mid-post area. They're going to try a bunch of different things with him. So, you know, I would expect Paolo to score. I would probably say I'd expect him to score about 18 points per game. I think that's where I'm kind of settling in, especially because of how egalitarian the Magic's offense is going to be. There's going to be there's going to be nights where Paolo scores 25, 26. There's going to be nights where he maybe scores 14, 15 points just because the offense is kind of sorting itself out and there's not a real clear pecking order quite yet. Um, but I do think by the end of the season, you want to see Paolo establishing himself. As long as he's healthy, you want to see him kind of picking up and having more consistency later in the season. So to me, it's not necessarily about the scoring average. And again, this was what was so great about Franz is he was so consistent throughout the whole year. He, he, he was just a constant drumbeat throughout, but which is really rare for a rookie, I might add. Um, so what I want to see from Paolo is... Um, you know, I did this study, uh, this kind of short study with Jalen Suggs early on in the year because Jalen Suggs was struggling. I was like, you know, what other, you know, how did like Donovan Mitchell play? How did Trey Young play? How did John Moran play? Some of these guys that he was compared to, how did they play early in their careers? Because I remember Donovan Mitchell had some struggles early on in his career with the Jazz. I remember John Morant had some ups and downs. And I looked at those guys and, and yes, they did, they did have a lot of wild swings early on in their careers. Um, but early in their rookie seasons, they all had these kind of big burst games that within the first two weeks of the season, 
that really showed you how good they could be. So what I would expect from, so, so you know, less, you know, I, I don't mean to sidestep your question. I would say, honestly, Powell is probably going to average around 18 and a half points per game, maybe six to seven rebounds per game. He's not the greatest rebounder in the world. And then I'd like to see him up around three or four assists per game, um, you know, with the potential to have a triple-double at some point during the season. The benchmarks that I'm really looking for with Paolo are within the first two weeks of the season, I want to see him have a 20 to 25 point game. Just to have a kind of a big burst game. It doesn't matter if it's against a bad team. It doesn't matter who it's against. I want to see him have that big burst game within the first two weeks of the season, even if he's kind of up and down throughout the course of the se- throughout the course of those first few weeks. After that, I want to see him just progressively get better and more consistent as the year goes on. So by the all-star break, you want to have a really good handle of what his future can be or what his role can be. Um, again, maybe that's asking a little too much. Maybe that's too, like, um, too, you know, I'm not, I'm not committing to anything here. I'm certainly kind of straddling the fence. But the progression, it, to, me, to me, especially with this team, again, like I'm not putting a win expectation on them. To me, what's important about this team is the progression. Are they better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning? Are they showing signs of progress? Do we understand what the picture on the box looks like? And so with Paolo Bancaro specifically, you know, I want to see that big burst game early, uh, you know, even if he's a little inconsistent early on. And then I want to see him just slowly, steadily gain more consistency to the point that we exit the season knowing Paolo Bancaro is that dude. Um, certainly look like it in, in Summer League. I want, to, I want to know by the end of this end of the season... Paolo Bancaro is that dude. Um, and, and, you know, again, a, you know, again, maybe after the All-Star break, let's just kind of, sh- like, chop that off. After the All-Star break, I want to see him up near 20 points per game, even if it's, like, 19 and a half, up near 19, 21, 20, 21, 22 points per game. You know, maybe shooting mid-40s, low 40 percentage. I think he's going to be a pretty high-volume shooter still. Um, averaging six, seven rebounds per game, maybe uh, up near four or five assists per game. Again, I want, by the end of the season, I want to see him flirt with a triple-double, if not get a triple-double in one game. I do think he is capable of getting triple-doubles uh, as a pro. And, and, and so you just want to kind of see hints of what he can become so then as you get to the offseason, you can say, okay, this is what we need to do to get the most out of him and help him grow into those next steps. As far as Terrence Ross, um, you know, I think the big thing that the Magic have really kind of hit on and centered on is that they want um, they want to stay in communication with Terrence Ross. Um, you know, I think you know, I think they're not going to do anything that's against their interest. You know, they still hold the cards with Terrence Ross. You know, I think that they want to put him in a position that's favorable to him, but they're not just going to give him away. They want something in return, and, and that's kind of difficult, especially after the year Ross had. They weren't looking for a second round pick. They were holding out for a first. There are no veteran options out there. We, we certainly put out a few. Um, I, I had a few ideas that I really liked, but um, nothing really made sense at, at, at those junctures. Um, for, from everything that you, you kind of understand, it's not that Ross hates being in Orlando, that Ross is unhappy with the team, that he dislikes um, the group that, that's here. It's just he feels like he's at a stage of his career where he wants to win and wants to be in a winning situation. And so, you know, I think the Magic will be much more amenable to taking whatever's out there toward the trade deadline. Um, certainly, I think they'll be happy to kind of pot him off for a second round pick, free up an open roster space, convert a two-way guy into that contract, add a second two-way guy or add a 10-day guy or whatever. Um, you know, I think that's def- definitely more palatable later on in the season. Um, but, you know, Terrence isn't a problem. Like, he's still in the gym. He's still excited about the new training facility. He's still excited about this team's future by all accounts. And so, you know, I think as long as there's an open dialogue and from everything I've heard about the way Jeff Weltman operates, 
He is very open. He communicates really well with players. He lets them know what's going on. There's, there is a lot of respect from everything I understand between how between the players and how manage how how this uh, management group operates. Um, as long as they're open and they're they're expressed and they're they're trying to help each other out, um, I, I I don't I don't see there being a problem with Ross. I think I, you know I think he's he's a real smooth dude. Um, I think he's he's happy to happy to, to be in Orlando if that's where he ends up. I, I think he will ultimately stay here for you know stay here in, in retirement. Um, so I don't think he's so upset about that. All right, all right. I can feel that. I can feel that. I appreciate you answering my answering my like, what is it? My request. Of the speaker request, whatever it's called. My question. Yeah, no, absolutely, Jay. That's 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 why I'm here. do it for part one of our uh of our twitter spaces episode we're gonna have actually three parts to this there, there was enough to fill three parts and since i'm going on vacation it feels like uh that's that's a good excuse to kind of fill uh some time here on our show uh before we close out though i, I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of locked on magic for following along with us we'll be back again tomorrow we'll recap uh germany's final game in world in euro basket group phase was as they play hungry um, it, to close out group phase. We'll have updates on Eurobasket on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'll still be following along on Twitter as well, so follow me at OMagicDaily. Uh, you can, of course, follow me on Twitter in general at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and have the podcast. Hit your tune in Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, always be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll talk about it a little bit next week. I'm going to pre-record some episodes. We'll talk about it a little bit next week uh, about the Orlando Magic and their history with shooting. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll talk. We'll go deeper, deeper dive on that as we close up shooting month here on the podcast. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season, which starts Thursday. Woo! Uh, that's not my thing. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. I got to go back to watching the Aces and Storm. I forgot to meet my TV, and I don't feel like re-recording this. Thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be back with part two of our Twitter spaces on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Phil Cross. We'll see you all in another episode of Locked On.